Good morning. Whether you're joining us online, over the television airwaves, or here in the sanctuary, welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin and our annual Blessing of the Animals service. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Reverend Chris Jimerson, co-lead minister here at First UU Church of Austin. I'm about six feet tall, have light brown hair, and I'm wearing a cat stole in honor of our animal blessing. My pronouns are he, him. It's a joy to be with you all today. I especially want to welcome you if you're new to the church. If you're joining us remotely, and if you can, please say hello in the comments and let us know from where you're watching the service. We invite you to fill out the online visitor form at austinuu.org. Just click on worship and then follow the link to the form. We'd love to get to know you better. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, wherever you find yourself on your life's journey, whichever your pronouns, whatever your abilities or disabilities, whether you walked in or rolled in or joined online or came in on a, in a cat carrier or an, on a leash, <laughs> whomever you love, you are welcome here. You belong here. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every being. And it's in that tradition that I invite you to greet the holy among us either in the comments or by turning to those around you here in the sanctuary. Good morning, everyone. I am the Reverend Michelle O'Grave, the interim co-lead minister here. I am a white middle-aged woman with super short hair wearing an ocean-themed stole for the animal blessing today. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship this morning is from the book of Job. Ask the animals and they will teach you. Or the birds in the sky, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know the breath of the divine has done this? In whose care is the life of every creature and the breath of all humankind? One of the things that binds First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin together as a religious community is that the congregation has a common religious purpose. For this church, that common purpose is the mission. The congregation wrote it together, we put it on our wall, and we say it together every Sunday so that we might more readily carry it in our hearts throughout the week. Let's do so now. Together... We nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. 
A church member sent me a wonderful story about an animal named Esther the Wonder Pig. So, today's reading is dedicated to Esther. It's from the Souls of Animals by Reverend Gary Kowalaski, a UU minister. Since a solitude you can never fully enter into or understand. Be aware that this is a being who has known hardships and hurts you can never imagine. This is a being who has known moments of wildness and innocence that you can never share. Yet, this is a creature who has desires like you. It walks the same ground and breathes the same air. It feels pain and enjoys its senses. The dazzling warmth of the sun, the cooling shade of the forest, the refreshing taste of pure water, as you do. And in this, we are all kin. In that kinship, all life exists. Through that kinship, we can find wholeness. Out of that kinship, we can draw wisdom and understanding for the healing of our common home. And now let us enter into a time of kinship and centering together. Now let us breathe together. And breathing together, we sense one another's loving presence. Breathing in, And breathing out, we follow our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom, that place where a spark of the divine resides within each of us. And breathing together, we enter into a time of sacred silence together. Remembering that we also hold sacred human sounds and the sounds of other beings. Breathing together, let us enter into that time of sacred silence together.
And now we light one last candle for all those for whom there is no one to light a candle. Each year we hold our annual pet parade and animal blessing service. And we've been talking a lot this year about how ours is a relational faith. Unitarian Universalism is rooted in covenantal relationships grounded in universal love. So today we're inviting you into conversations about our relationships with the non-humid sacred beings in our life. In the Hawaiian language, there is no term for pet owner. Humans who adopt pets may be called kahu, which roughly translated is beloved steward, and pets can be called maka, which means beloved companion. So, Michelle, tell us about some of the beloved companions in your life as a kahu. Sure, I would love to. I love these concepts of beloved steward and beloved companion. And I'm wondering about which one of us is the beloved steward and which one is the beloved companion. I think we both, humans and pets, take on these roles interchangeably. And here's why I think that. When I first met my spouse, Micah, he already had a dog. She was a black lab Dalmatian mix, and she was kind of getting on in years, but it didn't take long before I was also her mom. So one day, this was in Connecticut, I took her out to go to the bathroom, and um, it was very icy. So I went out the front door, which had four concrete stairs down onto a patio. Well, I slid right off the top of that landing and landed on my back on the bottom at the patio. It was pretty scary, and it was really sudden and really fast. Well, Naomi took off and went to play in the front yard in all of the snow that she was excited about. As it turned out, I wasn't hurt at all. I was scared and a little sore, but I was really just fine. And I felt like Naomi knew that before I did. And that's why she took off, because it wasn't a big deal. I was fine. (laughs) Then another year or two later, when I was in Massachusetts, I decided um, this is the downside of trying to take care of the earth. I decided to go out and put some food in the compost pile in the middle of five inches of slush that was on a hill. And I slid, and I was out with Naomi again, and my mom was also out. I fell really suddenly with my uh, hands on on my bottom, with my hands on the side. And um, as it turned out, I broke my arm and wound up being in a cast up to here. Well, Naomi, that time, came running close to me, sat next to me, and started growling at my mom, trying to protect me. So, of course, I let her know right away, she was starting with some dementia by then, that it was grandma, and it was okay, and all of that. But she just had that that way of knowing before I even knew whether I was actually hurt or not. And so that's why I wonder about the steward piece. 
the similar kind of thing. And there was, there's a photo of Naomi. We can show Naomi. Let's see what Naomi looks like. Thank you. There she was. She was wearing a Connecticut Huskies uh, bandana <laughs> that she got from her grandma, who is very into women's basketball. Um, and then a, a, another year later or so, we got a brand new little kitten named Grayson. And um, we brought him home. He was very attached to my spouse, Micah. So that every single time Micah either coughed or sneezed, the kitten would cry. (laughs) And he kept that up for a couple of years, I think. It was a long time. So a lot of you know, in terms of uh, being a beloved steward and a beloved companion, that I am usually accompanied by a service dog. And a lot of you have heard stories about Bella. She was my service dog for mobility. She was with me for nine years. And um, in order to keep up her uh, public access, we had to do testing with her periodically. So once I moved to Texas, we instead of going to the mall in Massachusetts, we had to do this by video and send in video clips. So here is a little snapshot of a few of the things that Bella could do. Um, five little skills that got stitched together into one video for you all to see. Pouch. Find pouch. Fetch king. Hold. Give. Good girl. Ready? Door. Nudge door. Good girl. Bella, ready? Sock, tuck sock. (laughs) Good girl. Bella, ready? Puppy, fetch puppy. Bring kennel. Good night. (laughs) so how about you kit chris what are some of the stories of the beloved animal companions in your life oh there are too many of them so i decided i would share some stories that have to do with the theory i have about our beloved animal companions and the first part of that theory is that we think that we choose them but actually they choose us. So for example, many years ago now, Wayne and I decided we would go over to the local shelter and adopt a couple of cats. Well, in the way in, Wayne is going, I don't want any black cats, no black cats and no male cats, no male cats, only females. 
Well, we get to the cat area, and the first thing we saw was this glass display full of rowdy little black and white kittens, all male. And Wayne goes, kitties! Short time later, we were taking Pete and Rudy home with us. Siri wants to talk to me. (laughs) This is a picture of Louisa May Alcott, one of our current Basenjis, a little red and white Basenji. The story of getting Louisa goes like this. A few years ago, it was before the pandemic, it was between Christmas and New Year's, I had the flu, and it was cold and rainy outside, and Wayne gets on the internet, and we find this ad for a little female Basenji dog in Clear Lake, Texas. Well, something possesses us with me sick and it cold and rainy outside to drive all the way to Clear Lake, Texas, not even having seen a picture of this dog. We walk in the house and the woman who had been raising her comes up with the two adult dogs. Louisa runs over to me, jumps up and lands in my arms. A short time later, we're driving home through the cold and rain with Louisa. We get home. She meets our two male dogs at the time and goes, there is a new sheriff in town. (laughs) She's been in charge of the house ever since. (laughs) And the last story on this part, one time I came home from working here at the church to find Wayne sitting at his computer with a a picture of this adorable little Brindle Basenji puppy on the desktop of his computer. Wayne looks at me and goes, let's get another puppy. A few days later, we're driving to the other side of Bastrop to a farm where we find these three little adorable puppies taking a nap. Only one gets up and comes over and greets us. It's the one that was on the computer desktop. Short time later, we drove home with what we would name Benjamin Franklin in the car with us. So the second part of my theory is not only do they choose us, but they choose us because of the ways they can support us in learning, changing, and growing. One of the ways that they do that, let me show you a picture of Kiara. This was our tricolored Basenji. She was with us for 13 years. Kiara and Louisa, who you met earlier, taught us the value of making time for love and cuddles. And they did that mainly through like when we were sick or suffering or having something going on in life. They would just be glued to our side. They would just be there to comfort us. Or in other times, if we didn't make time for love and cuddles, they would punish us later. (laughs) Like in this picture of Kiara having unwound all the toilet paper in the guest bathroom just before guests were to come over, of course. (laughs) Now, Benjamin Franklin, who you met earlier, um, taught us the value of having fun, to play and be goofy. He is exceptionally good at that. Like in this picture of Ben, after he stole a garbage bag from the pantry and drug it over to the couch and dared Wayne to come take it away from him. He would have to be played with in order to do that. So that's what Ben taught us. And then finally, let me show you a picture of Sir Virgil. Sir Virgil was my little buddy of 17 years. We called him Sir Virgil because, as you can see, he was a little regal, and he thought that the rest of us were there to serve his needs. One of the things Virgil taught us is to get out of our ruts, 
to develop new and healthier routines. And one of the routines, actually it was more like a ritual he had us develop, was that we had to say a proper goodbye if we were leaving the house, and we had to say a proper hello when we got back home. Well, one time I didn't say goodbye because I had packed a suitcase to go to seminary classes in Chicago and Virgil would get mad if he saw the suitcase knowing I'd be gone for a while. He sneaks in the room where I was hiding the suitcase and sees it. I walk back in to get my suitcase and he has his leg raised and he's urinating all over the suitcase. (laughs) That was kind of a hard message to miss. So that's my theory, that our annual animal companions choose us, and they choose us because of the ways we need them to take care of us. They sure do. Now please join us in our blessing of these and all of our sacred animal companions. For all the ways you enliven my days, I bless you. You can repeat, I bless you. (laughs) I bless you. For moments of oxytocin-induced bliss, I bless you. For knowing how I am feeling, often before I do, I I bless bless you. you. For, For so many moments of joy and laughter... I bless you. I bless you. For entrusting me with providing you with care and nourishment, I bless Bless you. you. For providing me with care and comfort, I I bless bless you. you. For helping me to find my center during times when I have struggled, I I bless bless you. you. For all the many ways you bless me more than I ever could you. I I bless bless you. I bless you. I bless you. you. Please join me in our words for extinguishing the chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. As we go back out into our world today, we offer you some wisdom we might discover from our cat and dog friends. Show joy when you first see your loved ones after being apart. Except in the most dire of situations, retract your claws. Unless it's all in good, playful fun. Knock something off the shelf every once in a while. It's fun, and it can open up new possibilities. Delight in simple joys. Play a lot. Never try to persuade humans to be reasonable. Purr loudly or wag your whole body when you're happy. Sometimes a good howl or some hissing can help a lot. Just avoid biting. That can get you into trouble. Nap just for the pleasure of it. Comfort others. Accept comfort when you're able. Love freely, but never lose yourself in doing so. May the congregation say amen. Amen. And blessed be. Blessed be. Go in peace.
This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.